Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode. Today, zooming in from beautiful Tyndall, Manitoba, an old friend, Donna Cook, who I haven't seen for a long time. And Donna is a very accomplished real estate entrepreneur. She's been doing this for quite a few years now. First started in, I believe, 2005, really kicked things into gear in 2009. And Donna and I share an affection for the good old rent to own strategy, even though Donna's done many different things besides that as well. So Donna, great to have you on the call. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Dave. And um, just to clarify, I'm just outside of Winnipeg because nobody will know where Tyndall, Manitoba is. <laughs> it's a metropolis of about 1,500 people. <laughs> hey, you know what? People don't know where I grew up. It was Taylor Flats, British Columbia, population at that time of 600 people. So I, <laughs> I hear you. All right, Donna. So tell us a little bit about what got you into real estate investing back in 2005 when you first got started. And then what kind of got you really geared up? Because I think you, you really started to take it seriously in 2009. So walk us a little bit through that journey. Well, I'd always been interested in real estate. Uh, my dad was a builder, so we always oh, had it, you know, uh, in our family. He, he um, actually had rental properties and when you look at what he did, he also did rent to own, but just didn't call it that. Mm -hmm. He might have a renter for a long time and then talk them into buying it. And he would just carry the mortgage for them and show them how to, um, you know, complete it. And so it kind of really was rent to own back then too. Yeah. Um, rent to own and, and seller then, financing all, all exactly. Uh, and then I was had a bookkeeping um, service while my kids were growing up, and I just had one rental property. And then when my son was 21, we started um, uh, doing flipping and then got into, uh, you know, rentals. And then all of a sudden, I heard about this Dave Dubow in Calgary, and he was doing rent to own. So I flew there to take a rent to own course in 2014. And that's when I started the first one, we turned a flip into a rent to own. Interesting, interesting. And then what does your real estate investing business look like today? So 2014 to at this point, 2023. So fast forward nine years, what what have you done over that course of time, Donna? Yeah, a lot of different changes, did a mm -hmm. lot, a lot of flips, did um, duplex, du duplex conversions, we built some cottages, um, some small multifamilies we have. And then I decided to get a little bit more interest in rent to own in 2018 and um, or 2019, I guess, closer to there. It really wasn't that popular in Manitoba. And mm -hmm. I did a couple right at the beginning and then didn't do anything and then started going in 2019. And, uh, you know, we've been we've got a good team going now. And uh, so that's my main focus. Still have some rental properties and looking at land development as well, too. Wow, you are busy. Is it still you and your son working together as a team? No, he's got his own construction company. I'm doing it on my own with my team. Uh, I, you know, I'm the sole proprietor, the owner of the company, and uh, and I work with joint venture partners uh, to buy most of the rent owned properties. Okay, so there's there's a few different ways of doing rent to own. Walk us through how a typical deal works for you, if you don't mind, Donna. I have done uh, house first, um, mm -hmm. but now I 
typically do tenant first. Uh, you know, we have quite a process for the client to go through. Um, you know, we have our website and, uh, you know, great big screening process because I just feel like uh, qualifying that tenant is the most important part of the rent-to-own process. And once you got that right tenant with the right attitude and, um, you know, willing to change things. And once we have that awesome tenant, then we go look for a house with my realtor and then uh, find the property that works for them in their price range where they want to be. And then I also bring in a joint venture partner and they will purchase the house. And um, then I take care of everything else as far as the whole process goes for the three years. Very good. All right. So you mentioned that you've done a few deals, which are property first, now you're focusing on client first or tenant first rent on for folks who aren't aware with uh, familiar with that. So the property first means that you've got a house that you decide to sell via doing a rent to own. So you've already got the property and then you market it as a rent to own deal. And you get a whole bunch of people applying to purchase the property or rent to own the property from you for the next two, three, four, five years, whatever it is while they get qualified for financing to be able to buy the property from you. And then on the other hand, what Don is talking about with tenant first is kind of turn that around. And instead of finding the property and then trying to find a tenant for it, you find an ideal tenant, an ideal tenant buyer or client is I like the, the term that Donna uses. And then you make sure they fit your program. And then you go house shopping for them. You find their ideal house that fits their criteria and their budget, very important. And then you purchase that for them and you lease the property to them with an option to purchase, in your case, Don, in the next three years. Is that correct? Exactly. Is that a good little yes. synopsis? Okay, so why do you like the tenant first or the client first version instead of the property first? Why do you prefer that? I just feel like you're going to have a better... Um... Uh, better tenant, mm. happier tenant, let's say, because they've actually gone around and looked at a lot of houses. And I feel like they will be most likely to follow through on the whole uh, uh, contract. And they're, they more invested, able, they, they're more invested in it because they've picked out the house, right? They, exactly. They go with their kids. I look in there, you know, you're buying in their area where the school is or whatever it is. And, and I just feel like they're happier there. And, and the whole process has to be a win, 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 you know, mm. like we want that tenant to be happy and qualify at the end of that process. Um, I want my investor to be happy with that uh, investment because we do only go and get a really decent house and, you know, um, it's got to be a good shape and a good area. And mm-hmm. then of course myself. So, you know, everybody's happy and <laughs> a good exit strategy. Exactly. So three years, that's typically the time frame that, that you're looking at in order to number one, help your tenant buyer get their ducks in a row and get qualified for financing as well as to, uh, are you getting them to kind of pay in their down payment in installments over time? Correct. So yeah. they have to have a deposit up front. That's yeah. another protection for all of us. You know, you know, they're serious about the house if they've got, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 into it. Mm-hmm. And it's a protection to, you know, for my investor as well. And then they pay a monthly payment to top up whatever they're short on that down payment and they pay that monthly. 
And, and then also we take care of them for the three years. You know, we're helping them with their finances. I have a credit advisor and, and mm. a financial coach and, and the mortgage broker, and they all work with them. So they have to check in every few months all through that whole term. And so then now, we have now, no surprises. Do you make, do you make them um, pay for the credit advisor themselves so that they're invested in that? Or is, is that part of their rent? Um, no, there's, uh, you know, it's changed, evolved over time. Okay. Uh, we have one program that is free, but then we have another one that costs 250. And, you know, that's not very much to pay for your future because, you know, some of these people, they really are, their future is being changed. Definitely. Good, 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 good. And then they're checking in on a pretty regular basis with their credit counselor or whatever, they, whatever you call right. them. Are you getting reports so you can kind of keep keep tabs on that or because of privacy and whatnot? Are you just kind of relying on? No, I get reports because they sign off on that, that we can see that. And, you know, we have them follow through with Borowell and that. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we still have to do a Equifax check in every once in a while. And um, yeah, and just, you know, we have conversations. It's a little bit different than rentals for, you know, it's a different relationship. And I feel Mm -hmm. like really rent own is all about relationships, relationships with uh, an investor to make sure they align with our, all our goals are aligning. And then also with that tenant to make sure we get a house that they want and they can follow through and um, exit. And um, yeah. And so you just have more conversations with them and it's not about the uh, toilet being plugged unless they just want a plumber because uh, uh, you know, that's they're, another they're responsible for it. That's part of the deal. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. They're responsible for maintenance. They're homeowners and training. Yeah. Very, very good. So Donna, um, when it comes to your joint venture partners, how are when I was doing this business, the way I would do it is I'd bring on the joint venture partner. Uh, we would actually purchase the property in their name. They would qualify for the mortgage to buy the property. I would register my interest in the property after the fact, and we would do a revenue split or we'd do something like that on the profits of the deal. Is that kind of how you structure things or how do you structure things with your joint venture partners? That's the way I'm structuring them as okay. well. Yeah. And once they have that mortgage in place, then they are able to be passive because now I take care of the tenant and I'm taking care of the house too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do regular checks on the house. And then of course, the collecting of rent, paying you know, mortgage payments, sending them financials and- uh, And then, then babysitting the whole- Exactly. Maybe saying the whole deal and the tenant buyer. That's, yeah. that's the big part. Yeah. And then helping that tenant buyer get that mortgage in the end. Very, very cool. All right. And I'm not going to peg you down for specific numbers or anything, but are are you offering your, your joint venture partners like uh, a revenue split or profit split, or is it like a fixed return type thing, or does it depend on the on the partner? Uh, we're splitting at 50-50. There's That's always, nice and simple. it's a yeah. good return and yeah. we do have cash flow uh, monthly. And mm-hmm. then there's also the mortgage pay down and the appreciation at the end uh, of the uh, term. Yeah. I think if I were going to do it all over again, I'd definitely do it that way instead of a fixed return type thing. Now, what about how you and your joint venture partner are determining the end price value for the property? What what is your strategy around that? 
Well, I'm mostly in Manitoba. Well, right now we're all all in Manitoba yeah. and the market is very stable here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though last couple of years it was a little bit crazy, but we're still only buying pr- properties in what we feel is the right price point. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, you're looking at the area, the house, the, you know, the history of the, you know, of the uh, appreciation and uh, what we think it looks like in the future. So, you know, we do want something that's going to give a decent return, but also not be crazy because it still has to appreciate or it still has to qualify for that amount when we, the tenant goes to get the mortgage. Definitely. Yeah. So that was, that was something that, that, People, I, I've seen people get a little carried away with in other markets, especially when things are go, yeah. go, go. And they they just assume that if prices have gone up 5, 7, 10, 12% a year the last few years, it's going to keep going like that forever. That's not reality. That's not how it works. So it's always a, a good idea to be a little bit conservative uh, on that end price, because at the end of the day, exactly like you said, the bank's got to say, yeah, you know what? It's worth what you said it's worth, it's got to appraise at that final price in order for your tenant buyer to get uh, financing on it. Um, when I was in the business, Donna, we were starting to have some challenges with the banks not being keen on uh, on rent-own type deals, especially when it came to getting that down payment and installments over time. Have you had any challenges with that or, or what do you guys do differently to, to show the bank that the money's there and it's legit well we do take it in separately it's a separate payment from the mortgage or or the uh, rent and uh you know we show them that and the last two that closed were okay um but they are getting fussier so we may just put that and and i have done it in the past put that uh deposit into a 90-day account and then just they can uh, just buy it as a regular house and not right. as a rent to own. Yeah. You yeah, know, okay. and, and CMHC, the banks, they all change their minds every week. So you know, <laughs> no sense worrying about it too much until we no. get a little closer and look at what's the best strategy at that time. Well, I think the really smart thing that you're doing is that you've got the money in a separate account and you haven't spent it and you're not trying to show the bank after the fact that it's been paid in, you've actually got the cash on hand uh, to do that. That's that's a huge challenge I saw with some other people. Mistake I made once or twice as well was just hoping that the, the paperwork would, would be enough, but you got to make sure you got all your ducks in a row. Very, very cool. So fun questions here, Donna. I love the whole thing. I love the, the rent-to-own thing, obviously. What are you doing or what do you find works best these days for generating tenant buyer leads? What's What's working well for you for beating the bush and and finding people who are interested in doing rent to own deals. Uh, We do advertise on Marketplace and uh, Facebook. Most of them are coming to the website. Um, They just find our website. We're um, number one in the search. Um, I might have realtors bringing me a client because, you know, if a realtor goes to show a house and, or, you know, a, a tenant, 
or a client wants to buy a house with them and then they don't qualify, they can bring us a tenant and we could uh, qualify them and then still buy that house from that right. uh, realtor. Yeah. Um, mortgage brokers sometimes send referrals. And now I've just uh, connected with a property manager here, um, the biggest one in Winnipeg, and we're going to be working together because they actually have a lot of people applying, but maybe their credit's not good enough for a rental, but we take on people that have poor credit. So we're going to be working uh, together and see how that can help uh, people. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's cool. So out of all of that, what's working best for you right now? What would you say? Because when I was doing it, there was usually one or two things that worked best and everything else was a kind of a little bit of a trickle. Is it um, like the marketplace type ads that tend to work best? I, you know, it? I think it's just uh, searching online and Search finding engine, our website yeah. and yeah. and we do advertise on uh, Kijiji as well. Yeah, very very cool. Good on you for for keeping that chugging along like that. That's great. Now, the other side of the coin is finding joint venture partners to do these deals with. So, what have you found has worked best for you in that respect, Donna? You know, I have a website for, you know, I have the website for my rent owned tenants, but I also have another website for uh, investors. And I have different podcasts that, you know, posted there. People can find me. I'm in, uh, I'm um, active in a lot of groups, you know, a lot of the real estate groups. And mm -hmm. uh, that's where I get most of my people from. And uh, word of mouth. Very good. Yeah. One investor refers another one to you. Exactly. So so what what do you find for people who are listening to this because a lot of people are interested in raising capital when you are interacting in these online groups you're talking about online groups not necessarily Well I do network groups. too a lot you know yeah. I I travel to Alberta and Ontario uh frequently to join groups and uh, now you know get together at some of these there's you know nice. might be 5 600 people so <laughs> And and what what do you find works best for meeting new people and starting the conversation um, for, for us people that are shy and timid and, and wallflowers. <laughs> you just have to just start chatting with people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it gets easier as you go along and it, it's fun. And, or you have people that recommend you. Um, you know, I have one lady in Ontario that's in some of the groups. So she's bringing them and chatting with them in advance mm -hmm. for me. And then we all get wow. together on a Zoom call. So that's been great. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. Now, with these investor leads, what do you? Uh, I'm a big proponent of what I call constant, consistent, edutaining communication to stay in touch with people, to keep kind of top of mind. Because just because somebody shows interest in investing doesn't mean they're ready to jump on board. And you know, I'm not sure what the price point is of on these properties, but you probably have to come up with eighty to hundred thousand dollars for down payments, if not more, on these on these properties. So what do you, what do you do for marketing when it comes to joint venture partners to keep in touch with people who've shown interest? Well, for one thing, in Manitoba, our price points are around three fifty to four hundred or three to four hundred. So mm -hmm. it's much easier to get into the market here as opposed to Ontario or BC. A lot of right. my investors are from there. And I do have a newsletter that we send out uh, monthly. And, um, you know, and just posting on Facebook and into the groups, I've kind of been slack on that lately. Uh, we've doing a little bit of a changeover in our team. And so that'll be picking up again uh, shortly. 
So it sounds like you got a marketing person or will have a marketing person on your team to help get things going. So, so speaking of that, what so you've got the newsletter uh, posting online, what kind of stuff do you post that find you find works nicely? I think just stories or tell people, yeah. you know, what's good about rent to own. And, uh, you know, I don't post deals. I don't post numbers. No. You know, that's all about the conversation. But um, people love coming to me to because they want to help people. And mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons that they uh, like rent to own. But then on the other hand, it's absolutely a great strategy. Um, you know, there's no guarantee, but it's one of the better stable um, uh, strategies. And you don't or have to worry about uh, the renovations or maintenance. There's no vacancies. There's no realtor fees. Uh, you know, those are all great things that uh, work well with this strategy. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Fantastic, Donna. Well, it's always a lot of fun chatting with you about rent to own and, and uh, hats off to you for what you've been doing over the last number of years since, since we saw you. And it's uh, always a lot of fun to see people taking massive action. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, I just want to mention too, there is, a, I, I am a director of the Canadian Association of rent Home Professionals. So if anybody wants to learn a little bit about that or our group or, you know, um, find out about rent Home, they can just go to careup.ca. And there's yeah. a lot of information there and we have monthly meetings. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic group. And I think Ron's still heavily involved in that. And yes, he Alfonso, is. Alfonso part of that as well. And yes, he's yep, the president. Lo yeah. Lots of <laughs> lots of good stuff. So and otherwise, if people want to connect directly with you, Donna, what's the number one best place they can go to do that? I don't know. I guess I'm all over. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have that website, uh, freedomlifestyleinc.com. So there's a place there to connect with me. And uh, yeah, and Instagram. You name, you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. <laughs> That's great. Awesome, Donna. Well, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody take care and we'll see you on the next episode.